intelligent, conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hour two, hour dose of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Before the break, we were talking about the plan of the Biden administration. No fanfare, no big announcement. Just send some amendments over to the World Health Organization to be voted on at the end of this month, completely handing over the sovereignty of the United States of America because to hand over our bodies to the World Health Organization is to hand over the entire United States because they could Shanghai us any day of the week that they wanted to do, which is to completely shut us down. And this will be international law. There will be It'll a be thing an, we can do about it. will be a thing that we'll be able to do about it. Unless, you, unless you're a constitutional lawyer and you want to give us a buzz, 888-344-1170, and tell us what you think about that. And what do you guys think about this? Did you guys know we had a subcommittee on uh, a subcommittee on counterterrorism, counterintelligence, and counterproliferation involving UAPs? Even though, what, you know what a UAP is? No. Skins? Okay. It is an unidentified aerial phenomena. Now, I know what a UFO is. Yeah. Now, why do why are they going to rename a UFO? Everybody knows what a UFO it's called is. called a UFO. An unidentified flying object. Why do you got to turn it unidentified aerial phenomena? Why they got to change that? I don't really know why, um, but that's what the government now refers to them. And we've long heard that um, there was something in this country called Area 51, which is where the United States had all these. uh, What was even going on? What's the allegations? I I think because nobody really knows about Area 51, there's all kinds of suspicion about what was going on there. I think some of the suspicions were that space aliens were uh, were studied there, kind of like, you know, we used to have to dissect a frog and... um, I was never, here's my question for you guys. There's going to be a hearing tomorrow on this. I'm going to give you some details in a moment. Do you guys believe, I don't want to turn my show into George Nori in the evening. Uh, not that I don't lie. I've met George Nori. He's a darling man. I, I ain't trying to do that. But serious question. Do you guys believe in whether you call them UAPs, whether you call them UFOs, do you believe in them? And do you? Or, and if you're Christian, do you think that it's anti-Christian to believe in them. Um, I've already gotten some response from people on this um, uh, via email. Um, In 2021, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a nine-page report on UAPs that investigated 144 reports from U.S. government sources between 2004 and 2021. 888-344-1170, by the way. I don't think I gave the number out. If you believe in UFOs or, or if you don't think that Christians can believe in UFOs, give me a call. 888-344-1170. So there were... Uh, an investigation by the Office of Na- Director of National Intelligence investigated 144, that's a lot of reports, 144 reports from U.S. government sources between 2004 and 2021, including 80 involving observations with multiple sensors and 11 reports of near misses between pilots and UAPs. I actually saw an interview with someone today who actually was in charge of the unit involving UAPs for eight years. And he said that there are irrefutable reports of military 
including um, naval and fighter pilots, aviators, who have suffered medical issues as a result of somehow coming into contact or being close to these UAPs. And this guy said that these medical issues with these pilots, they didn't have these issues before they somehow came in contact with them. And the question to this guy was, well, does it seem as though this was intentionally done to hurt these pilots or was it just a part of the experience? And this guy said, probably, you know, just encountering this aircraft, this uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon in some way, kind of like if you were to, you know, find yourself in the jet wash. Like there was a beautiful young woman out of Texas who who was on going to load up a, a private plane and inadvertently got her arm cut off. Uh, by the the propeller and just in, in kind of a freak accident, that kind of thing. So um, there, there, the hearing will be tomorrow. It will include testimony from two defense officials, a Ronald Moultrie, Undersecretary of Defense of Intelligence and Security, and Scott Bray, Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence. Uh, Jen Kirby, Pentagon Press Secretary, was asked about the meeting uh, during a press briefing on May 10. He said he didn't want to get ahead of the meeting, but added, we are absolutely committed to being as transparent as we can with the American people and with members of Congress about our perspectives on this. And we're going to try to make sure we have a better process for identifying these phenomenon, analyzing the information in a more proactive, coordinated way, more than it's been done in the past. And that we are also doing what we can to mitigate any safety issues, as many of these phenomenon have been cited in training ranges and in training environments. Asked whether he was concerned the UAPs might be a foreign adversary, Kirby replied, we don't have a view on that. Um, your thoughts on this, Skins, as a, as a Christian, your thoughts on UFOs in general? Um, I mean, I, I have always believed to think that we're the only ones out there in in the world in the universe is kind of ignorant you know whether you want to classify them as uh aliens or just you know, uh however whatever you want to describe them as i think there's other intelligent life out there i've, I've always believed that I believe that if the Lord wanted to, I believe that he, you know, created the heavens and the earths and i think that we have and the earth and i think that we have um we have a creator that if he could create us and and create the earth in in six days and then take a day of rest he could do anything he wants to do i will give you perspective from somebody who who emailed uh, about this topic earlier okay uh this was came in via an email ufos god in christianity and he said um UFO obviously defines unidentified flying objects, and yes, do exist, as do USOs, which is unidentified submersible submersible objects. For years now, both have been seen, photographed, and they have been detected by the latest scientific technology. The other question that will be brought up is, do extraterrestrials and or other life forms exist that are more sophisticated than man operating these objects? As a Christian, I say, no way. After all, how could that be possible? We believe in one God and his son that died for our sins, and it was God alone that created the heavens and the earth in seven days. I don't believe that God ran around the galaxy doing this for every planet, LOL. Especially knowing that God created man in his own image. These so-called alien sightings have a better chance of being something angelic or demonic rather than living beings from another planet, from other planets. Because none of these are so-called, none of these so-called extraterrestrials that have been described or photographed look like us. 
uh, food for thought. Feel free to use or not use. Um, I think that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's probably accurate. Something I've always thought too, Andrea, is just because, okay, so-called uh, UFOs, aliens are in the Bible or that doesn't mean that they don't exist. Well, the thing is, what one of the things that he, and if I can say it's Frankie, if one of the one of the interesting things that Frankie pointed out in 888-344-1170, if you believe in UFOs, do you not care about UFOs? Um, I've kind of been kind of agnostic about it. Sci-fi, when it comes to entertainment, isn't my thing. Um, I've not, not really been that interested in it. So to me, it's kind of been like, if God wanted to create life on another planet, I'm sure he did. What do I care? What has it got to do with me? And, and to get into some specifics of Frankie's, um, email, when he talks about God sent his son and he came down here and died for our sins, that's because, um, man committed sin. Eve took a bite of the apple. That wouldn't have that wouldn't have had to happen. Maybe he's created life on another planet and it just didn't necessarily look like us. Or maybe they it, maybe they resisted the temptation and didn't eat a bite of the apple. And um, who's to say that God um, is there anything that says that Jesus couldn't do that again? I don't know. I, I believe in I believe in a God that's so powerful he could do whatever he wants to do. I do too. And I can't question that. And I think in my mind, when you say what you just said, that has no limits. Has no limits. No boundaries. Um I think when you when you when, and one of the reasons why um, it, uh, I haven't really focused much to, uh, you know, science fiction, entertainment isn't really my bag. But when I really ponder and think about the universe and how big the universe is and how when you look through a telescope, this, most of the stars you're seeing are already gone and they've been gone for thousands of years. First of all, that's guesswork. We don't really know that because this is one reason why there's no such thing as settled science because there's it's it's all basically theory in many ways. The Big Bang theory is called the theory right for a reason and that was reinforced to me when i i had to have some science i had to have some science requirement in order to get my degree at lsu and i took geology and i'd sit there in class thinking okay you can tell me what the specific compound is and what the components are of this rock or this mineral or this stone i'm looking at but you can't really tell me how old something is because that's just really theory right um but i'll i'll buy your theory but you know i'm going to consider it just that theory where was i going with this oh when i ponder the the universe so and vast. what's out there it's it's more vast than we can comprehend that's how big our lord is that's how big our god is and i think that all things are capable if god can do what he's done the miracles that he's created on this earth like bringing human life into this world through a man and a woman having a baby that grows inside of a mom for, for for 9 months and produce that miracle our lord can do anything our Lord can do anything. And in my lifetime, there hasn't been any alien sighting that's resulted in anybody um, in any way. I don't believe. I, I tried to read some book that somebody gave me when I was in my teens. It was written by some sci-fi guy where he claimed that he had been visited by an alien that took him onto a spaceship. And I think I got two chapters in and I'm too pragmatic. I, I, I'd, I'd rather watch a true or read a true crime story. Well, because you know, I can't I can't suspend Bible, my disbelief. God created man in his image. Right. Does God create other life in other parts of the universe, not in his image? Yeah. 
He could. And that was another point from, from the email was that, you know, God could have created life in another form. It just isn't like us. And that's absolutely true. Look at all the various forms of life that he's created here. We're still discovering species here on planet Earth that we didn't even know existed. And if we're still finding species we didn't know existed, my Lord can do anything he wants on another planet, anywhere, anytime, any place that he chooses. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of the miracle of life. Children, we've got a couple of crazy stories for you because at the same time, we're going to have a hearing tomorrow on extraterrestrials and is there life on other planets? We got to move to destroy the lives of children here in the United States of America. And you're going to want to stay tuned for the latest attempt to do so in California and beyond. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Last hour, we were talking about this plan of the Biden administration to hand the United States sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. And there's not enough... Um, There's not enough screaming and yelling. Every Republican should be screaming like a pig caught under a gate over this because this is our this This is is our entire future. Um, uh, Skins did find a congresswoman to speak out about this. But unfortunately, it's a former congresswoman. You found a statement from Michelle Bachman. Yeah. um, If people go to Israel 365 news dot com, they can find the entire um, interview there. It's it's absolutely awesome. And she says that the vote takes place May 22nd. Through the 28th in Geneva, Switzerland, and goes into effect in November. And Bachman said, which means it won't matter which political party wins the elections in November because the global authority will already have transferred to the WHO, World, World Health Organization. And that's why this is so important. It's why we have to get the U.S. Senate involved, the U.S. House involved, so they stop this in its tracks right now, or we lose authority here. In the United States. And it does, that's as clear as it gets. Yeah. There it is. Is there any bigger story? This should be the story on every news network. Yeah. I know we say that, but this, this is checkmate right here. Yeah. Tomorrow we've got these Pennsylvania primaries. Anybody asking Dr. Oz about this? Anybody asking where, you know, where, um, I'm disappointed. My favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, made a, what I thought was a very weak for him statement on May 13th. He said that he, you know, strongly opposes ceding uh, sovereignty to the World Health, World Health Organization, and that's why he backed Chip Roy's bill last year, but he didn't even know details, and he moved on quickly to the border. This is distressing to me, incredibly distressing. Yeah, the Republican Party, as Michelle Bachman also states in the article, should come out tomorrow, they should have already done it, and say, we are not yeah. going to fund any other bill. Heck, we're not even going to show up until these amendments are thrown in the trash. Yeah. America. And nobody's talking about this. And I get it. I get that there's 10 people dead in Buffalo. Horrible. Absolutely horrific. You can't even go into a grocery store in the United States of America right now and be safe. You can't go into a church. Look what happened at the mass shooting in Taiwan, at the, the Taiwan church up in Laguna. We had 202, according to a report today, there's been 202 mass shootings because mass shootings involves you know, multiple people or more. We've got a crime wave happening across this country, and that's not even including the border. I get it. But see, they're counting on the American people to be so distracted by the latest area of horror, whatever the mainstream media is telling you to focus on. And today it's the Buffalo shooting that, that and not reporting 
on what's happening down the road. Convenient on the UFO hearings? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that in some ways, I, I never paid any attention to it until I saw this report. That, you know, if a fighter pilot says he encountered an unidentified flying object and had a medical issue as a result of it, I'm going to believe it because I don't know. I've known lots of fighter, uh, Navy uh, aviators and fighter, fighter pilots. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not doubting they're lying. But is this the biggest issue that we've got in this country right now? No. We've got manufactured crisis. If you're a parent right now and you can't find baby formula for your baby, you're probably not going to be sitting there thinking right now about the World Health Organization, but you need to because you think you've got a problem right now with feeding your baby. You think you've got a problem right now with with authority or, or maybe maybe you don't have a maybe you don't have a, a baby that you need formula for. But if you're if you're upset at the schools and the attempt of the schools to hijack your authority as a parent and seize control over kids, you haven't seen nothing yet. Until the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization has control over your kid. They'll have control over everything. They'll have control over everything. Control over everything. And you know what? And I just thought about this. And you know, hopefully the Republicans do something. I, I really hope so. But everybody should get on their phones and call every congressman, even if it's not in their district, and say, "We won't stand for this." Right. We need to get uh, what what we need to do is we need to get a constitutional attorney on the show tomorrow and see uh, from a legal standpoint if Michelle Bachman is right that once this gets signed in, we're, we're there f- permanently forever. In the meantime, the Democrats have a backup plan here in California in terms of if you're a parent and whether or not um, you're you're going to lose authority over your child forever permanently. The Democrat through the WHO amendments, the Democrats already have a backup plan, at least here in California. Uh, Assembly bill... Uh, 866 um, here in the state of California makes it would make it legal and it's passed. Let's see where it's at. Um, it gives it's the state senators in California approved the bill last week. It gives teens starting at the age of 12 the right to decide when and if they receive any U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved vaccine. 12 years old. Um. Senators moved the bill onto the assembly, but only by giving, uh, but only by a single vote, 21 to 8, with 11 not voting or absent. One of the arguments on the part of the Democrats was, look, I mean, you know, what, what's the big deal here? You know, we've already given children the right in, this, in uh, the state of California to they can currently consent without parental consent or knowledge to get a HPV and hepatitis B vaccine, sexual health treatments and mental health treatment, domestic violence and sexual assault treatment and treatment for drug and alcohol problems. So why wouldn't we allow minors to do this? See, it's this not is the same. Well, but the but, but however, the, the, you know, in some ways it is because this just goes to show how we've already in the state of California allowed Parents to have their rights taken away from them and children being allowed to make medical medical decisions for themselves without parental consent. 
We're here now with kids being put on puberty blockers outside of their parents' knowledge because we've gone down this road with HPV vaccines and kids being allowed to get to, oh, well, you know, don't you want a kid to be able to get sexual whatever um, treatments or get an abortion? You know, it's for the... None of these decisions should be made if they're not 18 years old, period. None of these decisions should be made. It's been a slippery slope. It's been death by a thousand cuts and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse when it comes to the sexualizing of children under the guise of keeping them safe, right? Uh, Ian Miles Chong retweeted someone who uh, um, found online a guide that's being pushed out to kids. It's called the Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human. Let's talk. And this was written by an Erica Moen and a Matthew Nolan. If this is so explicit, I'm not even sure I'm violating FCC regulations by reading it. It's a cartoon. In part, one of the things it said, I'll read you the stuff that doesn't make me sick to my stomach. A great place to research, and this and this guide to teens is for them exploring something called kinks. I don't even know what a kinks is. Is this being kinky? This is to teens. This is being pushed out by the left. They're pedophiles. And this is being pushed out under the guise of, um, them being safe, um, protecting the safety, allowing children to be who they're meant to be. You're you're some kind of um, handmaid's tale pusher if you don't want children to be able to explore their kinks, right? No, the kinks are the people pushing this out on kids. Listen to this. A great place to research fantasies and kinks safely is on the internet. Children safe on the internet? How, did, did you not ever see To Catch a Predator? Right. We did a story last week about uh, there's there. How many how many workers from Disney got busted? How many how many uh, people get busted every day by stings where grown adults are pretending that they're kids and they do sting operations and catch catch kids? How many teenage girls have ended up being seduced and being kidnapped by grown men? Children are not safe on the Internet, especially when they're talking about sex. Uh, this goes on to say there are tons of people in communities out there who share your interest and have all kinds of advice. Yeah, and they're like 60-something years old. Perverts. Pedophiles. They're literally encouraging children outside their parents to get on the internet and start trolling and communicating with people. And, and you notice that it doesn't put any limits there on age. There's nothing in here that says that, that this should be, even if, it, even if this was appropriate, to even be encouraging kids to go get on the internet and talk with people about kinks, you would think that they would at least put some caveats in there like age. It gets even worse from there. I'm going to have to self-censor here because I don't feel comfortable even reading this. And this is what this guide is telling children. When you're starting out, explore your hiney solo till you get used to it. Lube up and don't rush. Relaxing and feeling comfortable is key. You can use your imagination what this guide to sex and teens is pushing out there. The sexualizing and the transing and the perversion of our children in this country is criminal and it's epidemic. And if the World Health Organization gets sovereignty over our health, there, there will be nothing you can do about it. The list that we gave earlier of the ways in which the World Health Organization will have sovereignty over us and be able to use health against us. It, it will not be just virus. 
It will not be just whatever they decide a pandemic is. It will be every aspect of our lives and every aspect of your children's lives. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Clarence Thomas, the guy who's usually so quiet, well, you know what? He had some stuff to say about that leak and about the the draft of Roe v. Wade. And you're going to hear from Clarence Thomas when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before we move on to our next topic, Clarence Thomas Speaks. We hardly ever hear from this great man. We're going to quickly go to the phones because Mel's on the line and he does have something he wants to say about the UFOs, UAPs, whatever you're calling them. Mel, you got 30 seconds. Go. All right. Well... We shouldn't forget that the devil poses as an angel of light. So all these things about UFOs, about this miracle there, or things in the other universes or whatever they call it, the enemy loves it because he can use that to distract us. But Jesus says, if ye abide in my word, my word, you shall know the truth. So what we measure, everything, doctrine, belief, any argument, is the word of God. That is the supreme thing that we measure everything in the realm of theory or ideas. So people are, people are talking about seeing UFOs and so on. The devil is going to make them see things, and then what does it do? It takes them away from the Bible. That's the, that's the bottom line. We discussed some of these issues when I was on Focus 5, Channel 10, years ago. We Catholics and Protestants, we came together, and we put up a show addressing social religious and philosophical and other issues. And it's important for us to understand that as Christians, the Word is our guide, nothing beyond. You remember that uh, Francis Collins, the former NIH direct uh, boss? Yes. Francis Collins, who was technically uh, Fauci's boss, he believes in evolution. Where is evolution in the Bible? The Bible says the the Lord God Almighty, the Creator, created the world in six days. Then somebody comes and he says evolution. Evolution, the, who has proven evolution to be true? It's just a mere theory. But we have to teach that as lecturers in our universities. So our, we have corrupted the young people's minds to believe in something that is not true. Well, so, well, Mel, thank you for calling in. That's a great point because it's a distraction from the Bible and from from um, and anything that's a distraction of the Bible is not of the Lord. That that could be that could be demonic. And just like uh, evolution, it's a distraction from the Bible. Thank you for calling in, Mel. Great points. Great points. God bless you. God bless you, too. Great points there. Um, cause he's right. If it, anything that takes your focus off of the Lord and what he's doing, because as, if you, if you r- r- see any of these, uh, reports or when people are talking about it, uh, you know, they view it, they view the left uses the idea of UFOs as a way to prove that God does not exist. So. Well, well said there. Um, another smart man that we want to hear from is Clarence Thomas. Um, he must not be too scared 
of uh, being out and about, must not be too scared for security, doesn't let anybody, any of these protesters around Kavanaugh's house or beyond off the hook. These protesters are committing a crime by being outside uh, and protesting outside the private homes of Supreme Court justices. It is specifically a matter of law that any attempt to do something like that is a crime because it is a blatant attempt to try to sway the outcome of a a, a court case. Um, what I found interesting, though, on uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas, what he had to say, though, about the leak, uh, please play clip five. And I've been at, in this business long enough to know just how fragile it is. And the institution that I'm a part of, uh, if someone said that one line of one opinion would be leaked by anyone and you would say, that, oh, that's impossible. No one would ever do that. There's such a uh, belief in the rule of law, a belief in the court, a belief in what we were doing, that that was verboten. It was beyond anyone's understanding, or at least anyone's uh, imagination, that someone would do that. And look where we are, where now that trust or that belief is gone forever. Um, the And when you lose that trust, especially in the institution that I'm in, uh, it changes the institution fundamentally. Yes, it's never going to be the same. They should have immediately come out uh, with their decision. The longer it drags on, it just makes the, which was the intent, which makes the final decision here a uh, suspect. Because if they reaffirm, that decision and hold that that draft opinion to be the majority opinion. It will appear as though well, they dug in, dug in their heels, and that uh, um, it won't be good either way. It won't be good either way because it, the it, it 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 the idea was that it would stifle debate. They wanted to stop the debate from going back and forth and stop it from reaching its natural conclusion, and. If if they change it and it's no longer the majority opinion, people aren't going to question. People are going to question and say, "Well, you changed the opinion under pressure." If they confirm the opinion, it's only going to make it's only going to upset the Democrats, and there will be um, there will be many that will say, "Well, they're only reaffirming it um, because they're digging in their heels, not because it's the right thing to do." This was all about damaging the institution. It was all about sending a message to the Supreme Court as well that. We will continue to do this to you and if we don't get the outcomes that we want. This, not unlike the rounding up of January 6th defendants, meant to chill. It meant to, send, it meant to chill and silence anybody that might question the outcome of an election. The counterterrorism unit that Merrick Garland started to go against parents after that school board organization sent him a letter, they actually did. That was meant to chill parents and stop them from speaking up at school board meetings and stop exposing the truth. And a report came out last week that they actually did open up files on some parents across this country and began doing a deep dive into their lives. They were targeted. American citizens have been targeted as parents simply because they exercised their First Amendment right to peacefully protest, to go and speak under the U.S. Constitution, to go and speak at these school board meetings. So this was meant to chill. And, and to silence these Supreme Court justices, it was meant to it, it was a message. It was like it was like Luca Brazzi leaving a dead fish on a doorstep. 
I don't think the institution I, 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 I stopped having respect for the institution with John Roberts, though. And that's even if I had any, it's always been a chink because I've, I've always been educated and had people explain to me legally why Roe v. Wade was bad law and why whatever your, whatever your beliefs are on abortion from a legal standpoint, it was crap, complete crap crafted out of whole cloth. He made some other comments, though, one of which was uh, kind of funny um, related to the media. Um, who knew Justice Thomas had a sense of humor? Clip four. One of the things I say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job, I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. (laughs) (laughs) And that was meant as a compliment, really. Um, you know what, if I, there was this whole thing going around, like if you could have dinner with five people, who would it be? I would want to have, I would want Clarence Thomas to oh, be at that sure. table. Yeah. What he has he seen. He's like a cool guy. Well, and he's such a mystery because unlike a Ruth Bader Ginsburg who just, you know, just up until her last days, just never, never, you know, could turn away from a microphone. In my opinion, it, it, she could spew her nonsense. He um, speaks when he has something important to say. Right. He's a mental giant. I would have been Scalia, but anybody alive today, what five people would I want to have at my table? I would want to have Justice Thomas. I would want to have Barack Obama, but the doors would be locked and he wouldn't be allowed to leave. And he'd have to stay there a minimum of two hours. And by the time it was over, he wouldn't have any nails left because he would have claw- he would have lost his nails trying to claw his way out. That's my idea of a good dinner party. <laughs> well, you, you said alive, so that uh, kind of I, I I've always wanted to have a have dinner with Reagan. Uh, well, you know what? If you, if you have if you have the opportunity to to have dinner with five people, you've got to think about some people that you just would want to you would want to have to make them listen to you and hear something you don't want them to that they don't want to hear. Yeah, when you said Obama, I was like, oh, have mercy on him. Right? Yeah. Because you know what? These creeps are so insulated. The Nancy Pelosi's, right? The Mitch McConnells. The AOCs now, they're so insulated from their crap, right? They get to, they get to, uh, the, the, the Joe Biden's handing over the amendments to the World Health Organization and they're banking on that continued, that continued, um, protections, right? That they never have to live under the weight of their own policies. They never have to face any repercussion. They're so isolated. They never even have to take a question from anybody that would dare speak up to them. And that's what I would want. That's the, I, I would want to have an, I would want to have one of my five people would have to be somebody that I respect who's a mystery to me and I would want to get to know that would be Justice Thomas. And the rest of them would be people that would be forced to hear what I got to say for a couple hours. I think the perfect dinner guest for you. I would arrange this. It would be awesome. You one on one dinner. Mike Pence. Oh, sookie, sookie. Right? Because, yeah, there'd have to be some Republicans in there, some, some wolves. <laughs> some, but you know what Who would even be better than Pence? Who? George W. Bush. W. Yeah, you weren't a fan. No, I stopped being actually, a fan. I used, to, I used to be a fan, and you made me not as much of a fan. I stopped being a fan of W somewhere not long into his second term. Not long into his second term, and I started speaking out about it because you know what? The people that that need to be held accountable the most are the ones that lied to us as conservatives. 
Barack Obama never lied. He never lied about who he was. He wasn't open and honest about it, but you know what? He wasn't challenged either by John McCain. In fact, he told us who he was many times over. All right. um, Before we go into our last break, quick quick question for you out there. What are y'all thoughts? Who saw the cross-examination today of Amber Heard? And how did you feel about Camille Vasquez? I'm uh, I'm thinking at this point, well, I'll tell you how I think when we come back from the break. I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. This Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp trial continues to fascinate the public. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM 1170. The answer. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. And if you're going to call me, then here's what I suggest for the callers. I suggest if you want to call me that you be bold enough, you be courageous enough, you be adult enough to call in and make a comment to me live on air if you're going to call in and make a scurrilous fallacious, non-substantiated accusation against me because we're all adults here. And if you got something you want to say to me, then man up and come on live on the air. You don't call up and say something like a caller just did and hang up and my man skins his face. So we had a caller who called in who, who wasn't man enough, evidently, to speak to me live and who falsely accused me of saying that the Buffalo shooting was just a distraction and it was disgusting. I opened the show talking about it because that's how important of a story it is. And before I even gave my perspective on it, I issued an offered up prayer on behalf of the the families and the victims. And the same thing for the church shootings, that the shooting that took place in Laguna. Um, I, I already gave my analysis on how that's being politicized because it is being grossly politicized. And that's the whole point of hate crimes legislation and the and the reason why, even though we've had 202 mass shootings in the United States of America in 2022 alone, there's a reason why the mainstream media is covering that story out of Buffalo the way that they are. My other point was. As devastating as these stories are, as devastating as everything that's going on in this country, as devastating as it is that there's mothers right now that can't afford to feed their babies, that they want us to be so caught up in whatever trauma we're experiencing in our lives right now that we're not seeing the plan that they have for us down the road. And yes, I am a Christian. And the reason why I do a political show is because unlike, unlike a lot of Christians I, who don't want to hear any bad news and they say, I've got to manage my thought life. And so I can't listen to the news or there's all these preachers telling people, turn off the news because you're supposed to stay in a state of joy. So you're supposed to bury your head in the sands and not be aware of what's happening in this country is what is encouraging and enabling the non-Christian, the Marxist, the communist to transform our country from a constitutional republic to their Marxist utopia. It is my mission as a Christian to connect the dots and to get Christians engaged in what's happening in this country. Because to not see the bigger picture and what the left is trying to do to us, to allow this this country, this great experiment that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values in which our rights come from God, not from man, to allow that to become the Marxist state that the, that the left is, is wanting it to be, is a sin, in my opinion. That's that's the sin. 
right? So, um, and we've talked before, there's also a lot of, of we, had, we had a caller calling in before about something that was really, I don't even remember what it was, and she was really taking a legalistic approach to something in terms of, oh, I think it was when we were talking about Johnny Depp, and we didn't, and then... Oh, we had him as Hero of the Week. Well, I, I think it was your Hero of the Week, and, but, but it wasn't in the context of a hero, is that we, Correct. a God, because as Christians, we understand that everybody is, we're all flawed, and we've all sinned and fallen short from the glory of God, but we can recognize when, when one person can do something, just because he had an alcohol problem in the past, doesn't mean that something uh, can't be good. All of us fall short of the glory of God. All of, of us God. fall short and, and fall the glory of God. So I'm always troubled when people come at me as Christians with their rule book of what is a good Christian, what is a bad Christian and what you're, you know, so um, I, I don't, I, I, I sometimes feel that that's really the standpoint for which people come and, and criticize. And, and, you know, I'm flawed. We're all fa- flawed. I'm trying to learn to give grace to others because the ultimate grace has been given to me. And that's how I, and that's how I view it. So, um, and what I, what I ask is I would rather somebody who truly has a heart for the Lord, I would rather them call and get on the phone with me and say, Hey, Andrea, can you clarify what you were saying there? But to, to, you know, be, be, please, if you call, don't be rude and disrespectful, um, to skins because you're in a moment acting ugly. And by the way, how that call came about didn't exactly, wasn't exactly how I think anybody would, um, think is is give good testimony i'll just put it that way we all fall short in the glory of god right every single one and there's of us. and one of the things we said and we were talking about that other caller that uh there's no good sin or bad sin you can't be you know we we none of us could ever be good enough um okay so the trial that's going on that's captivated america so i watched a little bit of the cross-examination because i wasn't um I thought this gal did a really good job. I don't know from a legal standpoint if anybody really thinks that she, you know, how much headway she made with Amber Heard on that. But I just, I just, I thought she did a really great job. And for me, what I loved was seeing this young woman just in an amazing suit, professional, articulate. I thought, what in a great image for America to see this young professional woman just doing her thing, just looking and sounding so professional and so amazing. And I just thought, I thought it was a great representation for young women as somebody to look up to what, what I thought she did a good job. I'm not an attorney. And I just thought of her in comparison to other images we're seeing from some of these stars out there, like the Kardashians and what's going on with them. I just thought she appointed herself so well. I was incredibly impressed by her and I just thought, wow, that was my comment there on that. Good. So, all right. On tomorrow's show, we're going to look for a constitutional attorney who's going to come on and, and try to help us understand that if this comes to pass with the World Health Organization, is there any legal repercussions? What can we do uh, from a constitution standpoint? We're going to have radio star Carl Jackson's going to be here. First time on the Andrew K. Show. Super excited to have him with us tomorrow night. And so we hope you'll come back 6 p.m. Pacific time. Keep the conversation rolling. I'm on all the socials. Our 24-hour call line is 844-814-5227. Peace out.